Hi, and welcome to Rule of Carnage. This is a, a YouTube channel, a podcast, a place where myself, Glenn Ford, a games designer and developer, has conversations with this guy, Mike Hutchinson, also a games designer developer, about designing, hopefully, better miniatures games. Um, so what's, what's popped up on Mike's mind uh, this week is... Does the world need your game? Um, do, do we need more miniatures games? Do we need maybe specifically the miniatures game maybe that each of us are working on, maybe that you're working on? You know, is there um, a law of diminishing returns on some of these subjects? Is there um, too much overlap, too much repetition, um, too much regurgitation? And how can you make your game something that's worth adding into the mix, into the the pantheon of um, giants that have come before? Um, and I think this is something that I think probably every designer has to think about or should think about at some point. because Wakes the, up screaming in the middle of the night, <laughs> sweating about. There are a lot of games out there like you know so, so sometimes you know i when this conversation comes up i generally go um to wargame vault and do mm. a general search of just land-based games wargames vault has available for free and the number is terrifying and, <laughs> and depressing and you know um and the games keep getting made and keep getting put out there um and a good deal of them have um, a lot of overlap, not just in subject, but mechanics and systems and sometimes in everything, in every part. Mm. So why why do we keep making new ones? What what drives us to do so? Um, what motivates us? I mean, I, 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 I've, I've got some some pretty strong opinions. Mike, what? <laughs> well, so, I mean, this is, yes, the reason this topic is in my mind is for a few reasons but the most pressing one being that um i am uh let, let, let's say let's say between projects at the moment like i don't have a pressing deadline for a, a game project right now and so i've been working and tinkering with a few things i had a couple of productive conversations with people um over the last couple of weeks and some game ideas popped into my head and as i tend to do like i get elbows deep in a sort of hastily sketched out initial design whilst the muse whilst the frenzy uh has taken me um and then i guess a couple times this week i sort of sat back and well so one was i was working on a um a game of a kind of which there are plenty in in a genre of which there are plenty already and i started watching youtube videos of other people's games being played because i'd gotten to a certain point and i was thinking oh, i wonder how much I'm regurgitating things that are just already obviously there. And it really just got me thinking about, okay, if I'm going to make this type of genre of game, what, why, like, what am I going to say that hasn't been said before? Or what is it about my mechanics, which are so substantially better that, you know, it, it fires another game, which is already well played and has a player base. Um, and, uh, yeah basically like just the sort of existential question of should i even be writing these like why is why am i making more of them and i'm you know very minded to make a great number of these things and each of them you know each of them i like each of them i want to make to a certain level of a standard but uh but why like why all these games and 
why all the why all the other ones that are being released and yeah as you say like as you're approaching a project like having this question is this question should be should be forming in in the uh, in the conscientious game designer's mind and often i've had a completely reasonable answer to it and perhaps you know perhaps these games because they were like skirmish games with 28 millimeter miniatures like that's not a thing that i have made that many of because that's a very dense market and so this question bubbled up even more brightly in my mind yeah i mean it's funny because it's like not not to sort of get too highfalutin about what it is that we're doing I do people continue to write novels and they continue to paint paintings and they continue to make films and we've been doing a lot of those things for quite some time um and we've collectively made rather a lot of all of those things hmm. um, and you know i think it's worthwhile that people continue to to write books and to paint paintings and so it, i think it must be achievable that it is worthwhile continue to make it, to continue making games and I, I i really do think that games are a really important like art form in in many ways um and I think they sort of, they don't often get enough acknowledgement. I think specifically for me, uh, and this is something that, that you know, I will talk about at some length, that, that I really don't think miniatures games have, like, done all the things they can do. I, I really think that they are, that they have sort of limited themselves sometimes, like, definitely they've limited themselves in subject. Mm. Uh, for like a huge percentage of, of what they've done and like daring to touch upon subjects other than battering somebody to death within a miniatures game is so sort of avant-garde and extreme and weird um, that, you know, pe pe people do, do, don't react, you know, brilliantly to it. Uh, and the very fact that even touching those subjects is like, pure madness to me says yeah there's definitely some space here still to keep creating in this yeah, area definitely. <laughs> although although you know having having said that like or even within those constraints like you know there are a lot of action movies with chase sequences and gunfights mm. and you know it continues to be worth people's time making more action movies with car chases and gunfights um and yeah. clearly people find either commercial reasons to do so or artistic reasons to do so or help or hopefully both mm. um, and you know th there it almost feels like for me like the cinematography the script writing like those are places where artists are trying to find and express their voice mm. and here as game designers we're trying to do the same thing which is like cars can crash into each other guns can be shot at people in or out of cover but they can be done in different ways which um which t which have a voice and which you know people can get excited about different people can get differently excited about yeah i mean it's it's funny because like um you know we we played and i popped up a review of torch and shield um a very splendid game that will probably be on kickstart when this video goes up and so that's a it's a dwarves delving into a dungeon sort of game and a someone popped up in the comments to the review saying this looks great but i'm literally in the middle of designing a dungeon delving dwarves going into a dungeon i'm basically trying to design this game right now um and i have been for a while and this one looks really good what do i what do i do what you know and it's like 
you know, there's there's def even then with, with a subject that niche, there's definitely more than one way to approach it, and there's more than one way to sort of approach it in theme and tone and you know as well as mechanically and all those sorts of things so there's 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 ways of redoing the torch and shield approaches it in a slightly not horror end of things but like a very much sort of there's these terrible monsters and the darkness is coming and it, you know you're, you're running out of time and you're getting pulled off and killed and there's totally a way to do it in a much more sort of Conan bombastic you know what is happening is that dwarves are going down there and just punting goblins into walls and laughing at the feebleness of uh, you know of the other dw dwellers and easily reclaiming their holds because they're so boss and that those two things would totally work very happily you know in, in different ways um, I think like because I've been thinking about this a little bit sort of slightly tangentially recently I've been thinking about like People often say, you know, you to design game a game for yourself or design the game that you want to play. Um, and my feeling about that sometimes is like there's a pretty there's a pretty short limit on like the games you want to play. And well, particularly if the first thing you design is the game you most want to play in the whole world of all games ever, um, and then you've made it then like anything you do after that is presumably a step down in how much you want to play it or how interested no way, you are in it. No, I, I, I understand. I understand the logic there, but I don't, I don't think I don't, my human brain does not operate in that way. Well, I think sometimes my, my slightly tangential sort of take on that is sometimes I design, I, I know that I'm designing the game I want to design um, a lot right, rather than right. the games I want, that, that I want to play or, the, the 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 questions that sometimes drive me in design are specific things that excite me that aren't inherently I just want to play this thing or I just want to have this thing exist. Sometimes it's sometimes it's I want to answer this question or that question. I want to I, al I almost stuff. feel like that is to a degree like something that felt like felt to me like a maybe a an evolution or a maturity in my own design approach, which is I came at Gaslands, for example, thinking I want to, you know, this is the game that I want to play. But through the process, realized that actually the game I was designing had to have a set of boundaries and a set of design principles and needed to eject some things. And, you know, maybe I would prefer if a certain extra bit of fluff was stuck in there, but you know, the game is better and cleaner and crisper and more approachable if you take those things out. And so, I don't know, like, I still basically believe the tenet of, you know, make art, make games, make music for yourself first, because otherwise, you know, because you're the first person that's going to enjoy it, so you might as well be enjoying yourself. But I also think that particularly when it comes to games where they can't be everything to everyone... Um, but they also have to be processed by a person on the other end who's going to have to do something quite elaborate with them to make them work. Like, you do have to make compromises, and those compromises have to be in line with what you want out of a particular thing. So even if it's the game that you always wanted to play, you're going to have to go on a journey to discover what that even means. And maybe it is all those things that you put in, and you decide that you do want that extra chrome because, you know, screw it, this is the game that I want to make, and I'm and I'm... And that's fine if that if that is what you want to do, but yeah, I th I think sometimes when I 
I hear designers quite often say like, you know, I, I, I was playing a game and it wasn't the game I wanted and the game I want, wanted wasn't out there. And so I made it. Yeah. And if, but then a lot of like, I come across a lot of designers who say that and what they've done is more or less house ruled an existing game to be the version that they want rather than a necessarily better game. And then like reskinned it and, and put it out there. And it's like, you, that that doesn't need in my opinion doesn't really need to exist or they've taken like made a frankenstein's monster out of like three different games and you can totally spot the entire like chunk that's been dropped in wholesale from well that's 30 percent this and 30 percent that and 30 percent that right you know that whereas was... like you know i can definitely point at gaslands and say that was like you know evil game CEO Mike going, there is a gap in the market. Like there is a place that has not been filled for many years by a recent new game product. It is, you know, post-apocalyptic car combat that hasn't come up very often and it hasn't really been done with toy cars. Let's go and do the best one of those possible. As opposed to Hobgoblin, which is genuinely just like 12-year-old Mike going, this is the best and only way to play fan like square-based fantasy and, you know, this is just everything that I want and nothing that I don't want. Yeah, and, and I think that this sort of bleeds into a little bit like what, what we might talk about in a minute or two is like, for me, some of the answer to what drives designers is often the things that attracts them to various games. Like, I know I'm very attracted to a game like by as by certain me mechanical hooks. Mm. You know, a game will like I need to look at the paragraph on the back of the book and it says I do this weird thing, like mechanically speaking, or achieve this sort of um, interesting uh, like emotional effect or experience through my mechanics. And they're like, okay, you make that claim now. I want to see that paid out that's what attracts me to a game and in re in reverse what attracts me to writing a game is oh okay here's an interesting mechanical thing that feels like it could support a game or here's like an emotion or experience or event that i don't think exists in games can i build the framework to support that um but you know equally i think you know there are people who are attracted to games by the setting, the theme, the genre, in a way that I, I know I'm not, really. I don't think I've ever really been attracted to a game like more than 20% by virtue of the setting. I mean, I think I think that's um, that's one of the things that I struggle with, is like the idea that, like, I want to make a cowboy game, so let's make a cowboy game and I'll make the best cowboy game I can. Or, like, I want to make a, you know, I want to make a, a, a science fiction skirmish game, you know, a sort of aliens skirmish game like let's make the best one of those like that doesn't that doesn't get my design imagination going like what gets my design imagination going is like okay so the scene in alien where they're like sneaking through the corridors and they have access to the scanner but they only have a limited amount of ammunition and they're being picked off like backwards and forwards like okay amazing now i can see a game you know space hulk did it it was brilliant but like that sort of like cinematic image like what's the Exactly as you say there, like, what's the feeling I want to evoke? What's the story that I want to tell? What's the thing that is going to be, you know, placed into the players' hearts and minds in a way that I haven't seen achieved successfully using, yeah. using rules and dice alchemy 
yeah, it's like personally, I I don't want to make a horror game, but I would like to make a game that scares that is scary or feel has a horror feel to it. It's like the the theme of horror. I don't think is necessarily to me super interesting because it's like it's a set of skirmish things with some like themed rules to it. That's fine, but it's not going to drive me to design a whole game. But can I design a game that makes you feel like someone's like stood just behind you, like? and you want to turn around and check that there's someone there, that is a question that's interesting to me. Um, I think I think another... Sorry, you know, you finish. No, no, like, no I just wanted to say, it's like, and that is by no means a judgment upon, like, I want to design a cowboy game or a horror game or whatever else, but it's just... I, you, have to, you have to accept what drives you, I think, as a designer, you know, and it's fine whatever drives you, but that just isn't what happens to to spark my interest in designing games. Yeah, and I suppose like where you begin and what you come out with are completely unrelated in many regards. I guess one thing that occurs to me listening to that is um, uh, in like when you're making software, whether that's like boring utility software or exciting video game software, like starting with a list of features that you think are interesting is often a, a way of creating a very banal piece of like output so if you're sort of saying okay well it needs to have like a campaign system with injuries and it needs to have a d12 system and you know i want there to be a variable act, act, um, uh, activation order or something like that is a collection of things that maybe haven't appeared in a game in that exact intersection but like who cares like it's not that is no guarantee that this game is going to be interesting. It might be unique, but it feels like, does the game need my, does the world need my game? Well, if it's just, if you're just selling me four mechanics that haven't been combined before, then like probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that's a, I think that's a really, really, a really good point there to sort of, to, to pin down on that. Why? Thank you. <laughs> a unique, you know, it, something being unique is not the same as something being interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, something being non-unique is almost certainly, you know, not the same as it being interesting. But just, yeah. Maybe, but even then, like, you know. Yeah, but. Like, all of the things in Hobgoblin that are truly unique. Yeah, but like, you know, I'm trying, I feel like I've made something that's worth your time in its in its aggregate, uh, like, design. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I, yeah, but I think, and I think this is something we've sort of spoken about before. It's about the, the idea and the thing that the thing that the idea idea and uh, the thing that sort of drives it you know there needs to be something at the heart of the game because it's like uh, at various points we've gone back and forth to each other with various designs and you put a design down and the person plays it and then you basically go is there anything there and mm. hopefully you find somebody you trust to sort of answer that question because it's that just yeah there is something there or no there's not you know and it it's it is tragic how many fully finished, fully realised games I see uh, and, you know, people are looking for feedback and I look at it and the honest answer is there just doesn't happen to be anything there. This is a functioning game. This looks to actually be a more or less unique game, or at least I can't point to a specific thing and say it's basically this or like these three things smashed together. But there still happens to be nothing there. There still happens to be no, no soul to it or no spark to it. Um, and I think and it's, that, and it's weird because it's because like you could sort of imagine saying that about like, you know, a Netflix sort of crime thriller series. And you're like, did you enjoy that that generic 
crime thriller series. You're like, yeah, it was fine. It consumed some hours of my life. Like I didn't have to work hard. It was it was fine. Like, would I recommend it to friends? Probably not, but it was fine. Whereas in this interactive medium, you're asking so much from players that it feels like um, because it's such a time, because it's such a time investment and because it's such a kind of product rich, it's a game rich environment. Like you can't necessarily get away with the sort of mediocrity that perhaps some other like entertainment art forms are actually permitted to get away with. Also, it is worth bearing in mind the the huge, like mainstream nature of those other art forms. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The massive amounts of money that that are in them. Um, I think I've t- told you once. I, I read an interview from the guy who, um, to to the American viewers who aren't aware, there's a a fifth channel in British terrestrial TV. We've got a whole five, um, and the fifth one is not popular um and i remember reading an interview with the guy who booked shows for that that channel and he said i used to book like big movies big new movies they cost a lot of money and we got terrible viewing figures for them and then i just started booking absolute garbage like the worst sort of daytime baloney movies and they get much better viewing figures for us because people don't want to watch our channel they want our channel to just exist over there and for them to not have to in any way engage with it and it's like that's fine because they've got massive amounts of money going backwards and forwards and they've got millions of people available in their audience if you're designing tabletop miniatures games a you ain't going to be putting another wing on the mansion with the you know the the payout that you get from it and b you are targeting a niche bunch of people um and so you know it's like GW, you know, can serve up the, the the mass market, the most mass market thing that we have within this area. Mm. And, and they're the only ones that can get away with that. No, you cannot a- attempt to do that as well. You've got to actually find a person and get that person and have them actually focus on your thing, um, you know, and, and care about it and love it. And you've got to do it because you really care about you know, doing doing that for them. You can't be doing it because, you know, you just want money. Because if so, there's a, a lot of better jobs that you could be <laughs> signing so, up for. W- one other answer to this question of, like, why why would I write another one of these games when something that, you know, on its surface has the same subtitle, you know? Why would I write another one of those games that could have the same subtitle? I was thinking about this in the context of video games and why there are so many indie video games. And like, if you pick a dense, you know, a, a packed genre, subgenre, like, you know, roguelike dungeon things, like why would anyone make another roguelike dungeon thing? And I guess one of the places that my head was going, although it doesn't, maybe doesn't apply to that subgenre, is like, well, the reason that I'm interested in playing another, you know, another Fallout game or another, you know, fighting game is that the technology is advancing. And so I'm getting better graphics or I'm getting new gameplay ideas like, you know, playing Doom 2016, which applies all these new exciting ideas in a game design way to improve on something that was wonderful 20 years ago. And it also does a load of visual things like technology is moving forward. The, the games design conversation is moving forward um like new things are new new things are conceptually available and new things are like technologically available and i use the word technology in a games design um way to mean like new kind of mechanics and 
affordances have been revealed to us that mean that, you know, we've got a slightly bigger palette than we did. I talk about this, you know, we bollock on about uh, Malifaux a lot. Like I describe my interface with Malifaux as being one of like an excitement and a joy that's like, oh crap, this has pushed the technology of skirmish games forward in my mind. Like I have new things available to me that I didn't realize were available to me. And so to a degree, like one of the answers is, well, you know, why does Gaslands exist when Car Wars was brilliant in its first edition? Well, like Car Wars only had what it had available in terms of technology uh, and where the conversation was at, like in the late 70s. And there's space for innovation and new kind of restatements of things, but using better better in inverted commas graphics. And I think this that is to, to a degree quite true, like even on the sort of decade horizon, like looking at, you know, looking at the the last major, you know, insert, you know, you know, fantasy skirmish game with a campaign system or post-apocalyptic skirmish game with a campaign system or, you know, warband sized World War II thing. Like all of these things, they were great. They came out, they got big fan bases if you're if they're still being played now they probably were big and have fan bases but like you know they'll, they'll be of their time and maybe they've evolved as they've gone through editions but you know there's new technology there's new conversations there's new things to apply and so maybe i mean that's to a degree saying like well if your game is just doing another one of those then it better have moved the conversation forward and i suppose i believe that i don't think everyone else necessarily believes that i i believe that I'm quite, I get quite sniffy with new games that come out that look the same as old games that I've already seen. And I don't feel that they're pushing the game mechanics conversation forward. But I've also had other people like slap me down when I've criticized games for that, for saying, yeah, but like the whole package is extremely easy to consume. It's like the most sort of user friendly, easy to get into, like you just get it on the table and you go. And like, that's another form of advancement and kind of conversation pushing is like, well, how do we make like my game is going to be considerably smoother on the palette it's just going to be easy to get going and you won't won't find it lumpy at the table yeah and i think fundamentally one of my main opinions about this sort of thing is you know just because you're designing a game doesn't mean that anybody else is ever going to see it you know um if you want to design a game design design a game you know what one thing i've learned is that probably you won't finish it you know a lot of people start designing games and, and don't actually finish them so just just have a go just do it it's probably it's not you know it's not going to kill anybody either way um then when it comes to releasing it and putting it out into the world and selling it to other people then there might be other questions as to whether it was uh, worth worth doing it but i think it's always worthwhile creating things and learning and and amusing yourself if if nothing else i mean my goodness, if if this if there's any channel that suggests that yes, you should go design a miniatures game immediately, it should be this one. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll we'll sort of move along from this chunk of this conversation. We we might sort of continue in in related um, form in a minute, but um, yeah. And by I... minutes, there Glenn means in a subsequent week. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. The the fact that we'll be dressed entirely the same um, uh, should should in no way ruining uh, the magic of cinema. <laughs> this is cinema. I um, might change my t shirt just to throw everyone off. I definitely am not going to. Um, yeah, you should you should design games. You should make things. You should create something. It's good for your soul, um, and and it's and it's good for the world. Um, and you know what? If you are designing um, something, you should tell us about it. 
um, that's what the comment section is for, um, along with just generally saying to us how splendid we are and how happy you are that we made this video. And also um, it's for punching like and subscribe buttons. So go and do those things now. When you're down there, you might notice a link over to our Discord. Swing by there. And there is a whole bunch of people who think that it is a good idea to design a new and better miniatures game because they're all doing it. And you can have lovely conversations with them about their games and your games. And one of the good reasons to design a new game is to get involved in a wonderful community of like-minded people. Um, and we want to support that. And uh, yeah, you can come by there and chat to people. Um, all that done, though, um, I think it'll be it for this uh, conversation from us. So it'll be a thank you and goodbye. So thank you and goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.